Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Today is Saturday, December 14th, 2019. On this day in 835 CE, a plot hatched by China's emperor Wen Zong and his cronies to kill the court eunuchs backfired. Instead, the eunuchs used their own army to slaughter more than 1,000 government officials and their families. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're discussing the Sweet Dew Incident, one of the bloodiest episodes in Chinese history. Now let's go back to the morning of December 14th, 835 CE, a little after 8 a.m. 26-year-old Emperor Wen Zong called the imperial meeting to order. Before him stood a collection of generals, officials, and court eunuchs, the usual audience. Wen Zong eyed the eunuchs carefully. He'd spent the summer trying to figure out how to dismantle their power. Eunuchs had their uses, but they weren't to be trusted. They were too wealthy, too manipulative, too skilled at bribery and gossip and secrets. It was time to teach them all a lesson. Wen Zong eyed one of them carefully. Chu Shileong. This one he'd made the leader of an army over the summer to help quell rebellions outside the capital. Now Wen Zong regretted this, so he'd hatched a plot to ambush the eunuchs and kill them, along with Chancellor Li Shun and General Cheng Chu. In a few days' time, they would gather the eunuchs together in one place and set an army of soldiers upon them. It was an ingenious plan and certain to succeed. But now, General Han Yu of the left Qin Wu army rushed into the hall. He spoke, bowing. Forgive me for the interruption, Emperor, but it seems that last night, Sweet dew fell on a pomegranate tree outside the left Qin Wu headquarters. The appearance of sweet dew was an auspicious omen. It meant that an emperor had received divine favor. A strange coincidence, Wen Zong thought. Could it have something to do with their plot? He said, We must all go observe this sweet dew for ourselves. Li Shun, you will go first. They all proceeded to Han Yuan Hall and to the pomegranate trees. Chu Shileong walked behind with the rest of the eunuchs. As an army commander, he tried to look more authoritative, 
But he was cursed with the bird-like gait of a eunuch, toes out, short steps, and a slight lean forward. It was as if his body remembered the wound made so long ago. Chu followed the imperial procession into Hanyuan Hall. Chancellor Li Shun left with his men to investigate the dew on the trees. Shu didn't trust Li Shun. He'd gotten too close to the emperor too soon. He had a feeling he was dangerous. Li Shun returned, saying that the sweet dew did not seem real. Emperor Wenzong responded, by asking Chu and the eunuchs to go investigate the dew next. Chu and the eunuchs walked out of Han Yuan Hall and into the Qin Wu headquarters. Han Yu waited in the dim light. It was cold in here. There were no walls, only long illustrated screens. Han Yu looked pale and sweaty, nervous, but what could he be nervous about? Chu was about to ask when a gust of wind blew up a screen. Chu's blood froze. There, just a few hundred yards away, stood a group of soldiers, swords drawn, waiting, it seemed, to kill them. Chu and the eunuchs turned and ran, Guards started to close the gates to prevent their exit, but at the sound of Chu's voice, they froze, allowing the eunuchs to run to Han Yuan Hall. There, the eunuchs placed the emperor on the litter. Then they began to run with it back to the palace. Li Shun tried to stop them, pleading with the emperor not to leave, but a eunuch beat Li Shun until he let go. Meanwhile, the guards had run into Han Yuan Hall and were starting to attack the eunuchs. At least 10 were killed. But Chu and the rest of the eunuchs escaped. Back at the palace, Chu caught his breath. As he looked at the emperor trembling and shaking, Chu realized something. The emperor wasn't frightened of those soldiers Chu had seen amassed outside. He was frightened of Chu. Those soldiers had been meant to kill the eunuchs, and the emperor was in on it. Chu knew instantly who was truly responsible for all of this. Chancellor Li Shun. He called his army to order. The directive was simple. Hunt down Li Shun, find him, and kill him and kill anyone else who was his ally, friend, or follower. It would be a bloodbath of epic proportions, and when it was over, nobody would ever try to ambush the eunuchs again. Up next, the eunuchs conduct a slaughter so brutal that it ended a dynasty. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. 
Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. On December 14th, 835 CE, Tang Dynasty Chancellor Li Shun assembled his own army to ambush and kill all of the court eunuchs. But his plot was foiled when a gust of wind blew up a screen. The eunuchs saw the waiting soldiers. They were able to escape before they could be attacked, taking the emperor with them. They thought it was an assassination attempt. When eunuch General Chu realized that the eunuchs had been the planned target, not the emperor, he wasted no time. He ordered the eunuch-led army to go on a rampage. Anyone connected to Chancellor Li Shun would be killed. Soldiers streamed into government offices and took over the streets of the capital with orders to kill any officials on sight. Terrified civilians tried to flee, only to find the gates to the city closed. The soldiers were only too eager to fulfill their duty. When the day was done, over 1,000 people had been slaughtered, including women and children. The Sweet Dew incident was the culmination of long-brewing tensions in the Tang Dynasty. During its first two centuries, the Tang era produced important advances in art, poetry, and printing. But by 800 CE, this era of peace and prosperity was tarnished by rebellions, warring factions of officials, and the secret plotting of eunuchs. Eunuchs may not have been considered actual people in ancient China, but they led privileged lives. Some worked as gardeners, water carriers, or watchmen, while others cleaned the palace and cooked the food. Their lack of sex organs made them safe. They could be around the emperor's wives and concubines with no worry they'd produce an heir. Living inside the Forbidden City, they enjoyed unheard of power and access. Anyone who wanted to get to the emperor had to go through a eunuch, which meant a eunuch could charge a handsome price. Some eunuchs made so much money from bribes that they could buy property of their own near the palace. Some even adopted children. They also had power over the rulers themselves. They could easily manipulate an emperor by keeping him misinformed or distracted, all while assuming increasing influence of their own. By 800 CE, uprisings outside of the capital and instability inside the court itself convinced leaders to put eunuchs in charge of their own armies. This finally tipped the scales. Now the eunuchs had become as powerful as the emperors, maybe even more so. Given this context, it's not surprising that Emperor Wenzong wanted to make a dramatic move to curb the eunuchs' power. What he didn't expect was that his plan would go so horribly wrong. After the first day of the slaughter, when more than 1,000 people died, 
chaos and killing continued for weeks. Emperor Wenzong was forced to label Li Shun a traitor and issue an edict calling for his and the other plotters' capture. On December 17th, three days after the start of the killing, the seven closest associates of Li Shun were paraded into the main square of the capital. By now, Li Shun had been captured and beheaded. A soldier was waving Li Shun's head on a spike. After being presented at ancestral shrines like animals to be sacrificed, the six men met their fate. A swift blow to the waist, slicing them in half, followed by decapitation. Their heads were hung on a gate outside the city. The eunuchs remained in power for several decades, but by 860 CE, the countryside was besieged by robbers and bandits. By 907 CE, the empire was crumbling. The Tang Dynasty, which had started with so much peace and culture, ended in violence and instability. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Andy Waits, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Freddie Beckley, and Joel Stein. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Joanna Philbin, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 